All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode here of the Heavy Galaxy Show. Matt and John with you to do another discussion music episode here. John, what's going on? How you doing, man? Um, been a great month for music as always. You've seen some shows. We've had some, you know, uh, great interviews on the show, man. How you doing, man? What's going on with you over in Vegas? It's Vegas, and actually decent weather, but it's windy, so very strange. But hey, and got a good show on Thursday. I get to go to Elder Ruby oh, the Hatchet and Howling Giant. What a lineup! That's a great lineup. Yeah, yeah. So that's Thursday. So not my show. So I just get to hang out, relax, and maybe I'm DJing the music a little bit. And that's oh, it. Maybe is it? Maybe meaning yeah, it definitely it sounded, is. Right? You, you never know until you get there, and, and got it. All the dynamics come together. <laughs> <laughs> what about you man uh you know really quiet on the live show front you know um it's just been a busy month you know with other bullshit and my, my you know not only bullshit but just stuff in personal life yeah, and visiting, yeah. all that kind of stuff as we all know um but i i do you know I'm, I'm getting definitely ready to do some shows this summer obviously the summer's coming um that's usually especially here in, in the bay area really when things start you know most places i know uh where things start ramping up in terms of live music um, I was that's of course same show is is going to be here in San Francisco. Unfortunately, as I said, I've got got some family <laughs> in town, and it's you know I was going to be yeah life man. Like you know we've also got uh, Ben Abrams. I love them. They're playing here, but they're playing on Mother's Day, man. Worst day you could yeah. it could be. I mean, obviously, got a, got some moms that I've got to you know take care of on Mother's Day, so won't be able to make it unfortunately because Abrams is that's one of my favorite albums that came out last year. Right, took it out. Yeah, so that's a good album. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, but you know, uh, but we're staying busy, obviously, with the Heavy Galaxy show. We've been doing, like I said, we've been we've got some great interviews uh, over the last three weeks or so uh, that we put out. Obviously, we started with uh, the guys from Dozer, Tommy and Frederick. Uh, their new record, man, what a new record that is! That's obviously blown up everywhere. Number one on the Doom charts, obviously. This number month. one, yeah, on the Doom charts. I, I mean, to me, it was a. a Foregone conclusion in my, in my mind. And uh, I looked at the yeah. voting tallies, you know, and they won very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Very, I, very easily. Yeah. And uh, it was super cool to have those guys on, um, mm -hmm. you know, and hear a little bit about kind of the background behind it and all that. So I heard they killed it at London uh, Desert Fest. Desert Fest. London. Nice. Killed it. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised by that, you know, and that's the one thing I'm dying for. I'm, I'm just dying to see those guys live. I know they said they're going to be coming over here, hopefully, I think next year, yeah, uh, 2024. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, I mean, they're only going to play certain spots. I'm pretty sure they're going to play out here. At one of the, I, I would think they'd play. I'm going to hit them up. You know, out here in the Bay Area, hopefully, maybe you. If not, you might You might have to take a trip for that one, obviously, um, if they don't go to Vegas. Hopefully, hopefully you can put them on. The beach and see them. <laughs> they don't yeah. play Vegas, but I want to make mm. sure they get in Vegas. I'll, I'll see what I can do if they're on the West Coast. Hopefully, hell yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolute. Well, man, I mean, <laughs> I didn't do any shows. I was taking care of mom in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh yeah, was real close. Uh, there was some show at the Whittier. It's called. Um, okay, it's kind of the place that's picked up for where Mercury was before in Tulsa. And Tulsa, is a, this is the second biggest city in Oklahoma. So mm -hmm. there are bands stopping and, and playing at the Whittier now. So that's good. 
Okay. Uh, so I almost went on Friday night, and then I'm like, you know what? Ah, let's give the liver a rest. Let's, let's chill out. <laughs> not a bad <laughs> idea. My mom is all worried and all weird. And she goes, don't wreck my car. I'm like, I'm not driving your car. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm fucking Ubering. This is insane. You thought I was going to drive? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I've never driven. <laughs> you know, it, 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 going out at night from your place. Drive your car. So yeah, mm. funny stuff. But I'm excited to, to catch some live stuff this week for sure yeah man well oklahoma is interesting just real quick i mean you know i've been talking to you a little bit about you know you've been obviously you go back and forth to see your your mom there who lives there and i i was telling you last time we talked about i was like you know i don't even really know i don't think i know of any bands from oklahoma i think there was i forget what band we did bring up but recently there was a band i was came privy to which is an outstanding band that came out of ripple rainbows are free that's from oklahoma i saw They've been around for quite a yeah. while. Yeah, they're out of, I think, Norman, Norman. which is where Oklahoma University mm -hmm. campus, which my dad was a graduate alumni of. Oh, wow. Very yes. cool. A lot of, lot of my lot dad's out of campus, all Tulsa and shit. You're saying that. Yeah, a lot of uh, Oklahoma connections right. for the Gist uh, clan, huh? <laughs> the the Gists in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's. Pretty much where his whole family stayed. He's the only one who even took off. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he returned there in his roots. But it, it, it's an interesting city. Now that we're talking, it's weird. We, we really wouldn't plan to talk about Oklahoma. But um, they have this place called Canes. I think it's called Canes. And it's like the 100-something-year-old venue. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. And Clutch is playing there. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. So, might be a good I time to go visit to, mom. I might have to book a trip for that week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. what I need to, you know, I need to plan it ahead. And that'd be super cool. It knocks out, you know, two birds, one stone. First, I like seeing Clutch. Been a while, mm -hmm. been a year or two. So, and second, that to be in a venue that's been around that long, it, it's there's some bands of our uh, ilk. Get the play there once in a while. I think Mothership played there. Oh, okay. It's like that, but it'd be really cool to see Clutch there. I'm oh, sure really? a lot of Oklahoma will travel to go in for that, even, I would think. Because mm. other than Tulsa and Oklahoma City, probably not going to be seeing too many shows. Shows, sure. Yeah. How, how far is about a couple hours away from each other? So. I was just going to ask that question. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering how far they were from each yeah, other. Yeah. But Ramos are free and they've been around quite a while, man. I did see that. While, Ripple snagging for this. Well, this new album is like a live album. Though, it's right? a live album, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's everyone needs to check that out. That band out, Rainbows Are Free. Go ahead. I mean, good stoner yeah. psychedelic stuff. It's it's. I was very impressed, man. That's what I'm going to say. I, and they got like a singer who's like a was he about six eight or something? He's a big dude. Never uh, seen him, but they'll be playing at Ripple Fest, so I'll finally get to see him. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very cool, man. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, one state down uh, in Texas. Speaking of Ripple, mm -hmm. uh, is Thunder Horse? Mm -hmm. uh, I believe out yeah. of San Antonio, and um, they have a new album that was just announced today. Today, sure that coming out in June. Mm -hmm. So, Ripple popping out some a, a very good year so far. I mean, well, it, I, I, it, I, I, I was saying Ripple should open an office in Texas, man, because all the bands they signed from there, great bands that are coming out. Well, I mean, I mean I guess 
we, we can we could talk about Texas all day. All those all yeah, those bands coming out of that man. That's, that's multiple shows or multiple hours. I mean, absolutely for, yep. for America. That is pretty much the. I mean, it's just a massive state. The hot spot. It, it probably puts out more bands in California, really, that are yeah. like good and heavy and hard rock stuff. But yeah. either way, two two hot spots in a bigger state, and Austin being the hub of that, really. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. totally, man. Well, yeah, and then a couple other just going back to our interviews. We also interviewed the the one and only Wino. I mean, that was obviously a bucket list one for me. Um, I know obviously you uh, you know, if everyone listens to that episode, you get to hear some great stories, uh, you know, memories that John had with Wino, some some fun, <laughs> some yeah. fun times the two of you guys had together in the past. Uh, but yeah, what a great video it was talking to him. I mean, just talking about some obsessed stuff talking about some of his things, you know, that have been in the press and some of his beliefs that people are trying to cancel him over and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that was a, a lot of fun, man, talking to him. Um, fired the, up about that new lineup. Like, yeah, so fired up. And he, all the quotes of excitement about the new album and that will be coming out of Ripple, really came out in and in him. And Blabbermouth, went and grabbed the quotes and used them as part of an article. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't even say anything about, you know. I'm glad <laughs> it didn't. There's other thoughts in the world. Yeah. You know, he, I was like, oh, I'm so proud of them, Bobber out for one minute. Because they focused on the music. <laughs> How about that? Can you believe that? It's not a denominator, you know. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah uh, that wine, it was, it was very present and cool. He did spill his drink over. Uh, but, he, you know, he seemed to move past that quickly. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait to see the documentary. Oh, like, man. I just, yeah. Yeah. I got to figure out a way to probably just rent it or whatever. So, yeah, man. And, you know, Kenny Hickey, that was a, a nice surprise. Uh, he was he was funny as fuck. I mean, it, oh, yeah. he was digging, you know, getting some stories and reminding him of, of random shit. And, yeah, he's, he's a cool cat, man. Yeah, man. That was a lot of fun. Obviously, Kenny Hickey from Typo Negative. That's the... You know, he's from Silver Tomb. Obviously, his, his latest band. He's got that that band. I am. I mean, that's like an all star band. They actually just. Uh, I don't know if you've heard it. I, I think you did. They put out a little extra clip today of that song. It sounds pretty I damn good, it. right? Yeah, I saw it, and I'm like, oh wow, there's the vocals. Yeah, and it sounds like he said more rock. It does. Mm -hmm. And hey, you're not gonna hear me complain about it. No. Yeah. No, I like. That. I don't. I, the, the less of Kurt. Singing the better for me. <laughs> I don't. You know, I know you're not a big fan of that sludgy, sludgy yeah. crowbar stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, man, I, I, I'm with you, dude. I mean, that new song, I like that. What it sounds like, it has like just a, almost like an '80s rock thing to it. You know what I mean? It's well, just, we'll, we'll find out. Thing. Yeah, we gotta we'll hear find out. Yeah, we'll have to hear the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, at least that part. Whatever, whatever know what part of the song is, but it, yeah. I like the guitar tone and everything. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be good. But yeah, he was he was a lot of fun, man. Real funny guy. Um, like I said, some, get some Peter Steele stories in there. Can't have enough of those. Obviously, yeah. uh, one of a kind guy Peter Steele was. So yeah, I mean, so with three really cool uh, interviews we've had, man, just to really kick things off. Obviously, we started off, you know, with Warlong when we started the show, uh, you know, about two months ago. But um, yeah, I mean, things are plugging along, and um, you know, one of the things that came out recently and we'll just brief on this because everyone knows it's you know what a joke the thing is but of course rock and roll hall of fame hall of shame whatever you want to call it 
Uh, abducted a couple of non-rock and roll uh, artists. I mean, what oh. else is new? You know, right? I think the only one that was in, that was inducted was Rage Against Machine, but no Iron Maiden, no Scorpions. I mean, we can go down the list. Um, just once again, it's a joke, and it's one I mean, of those things. Iron Maiden was made it to the finals or whatever of the fan vote. Sure. And third at Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they put in a lot of people that I don't even know who they are. <laughs> I mean, it's like, who's that? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's great to have Don Cornelius as part of the Rock Hall of Fame. Now, I watched Don Cornelius on Soul Train. Train sure. I, you know, as a little kid. Not Rock Train, Soul Train. Really that there was much rock there. And so I, I think that they're really having a problem understanding what that term means and, or they've hijacked it and they've opened it up and they, they ride like these angles because the disservice they're doing, I mean, first off, Iron Maiden checks every box and, and you know what checks them even more is Scorpions. <laughs> like Scorpions literally has radio hits. Like Maiden got yeah. songs that somewhere, mm. but they sold albums and sold massive amounts of tours and can oh still God. do it to this to day. day. They and yeah, and so that's just stupid yeah. that they leave them. But, but then the Scorpions literally, I think when I counted once, it was like 10, 12, whatever amount of songs it made like the top 40. I mean, it's it's insane. Sure. And mm-hmm. more, they have the highest selling live album ever, beating Frampton. All right. And unfortunately now, for them, now is, is that in America or just in general in the world? The world. Worldwide. And okay. so, right after that, <laughs> Iron Maiden did Live After Death and beat them. <laughs> wow. No story for you. Yeah. I mean, I had Frampton, and I'm not, truth be told, between you and me and the you know amount of people that are listening. I don't really, I'm not really into live albums. At yeah, no, neither am I. I'm not a huge live album guy. But Scorpions mm-hmm. one, uh, Worldwide Live was so good in capturing the essence of Scorpions in a time range of these mm-hmm. four albums. They mm-hmm. didn't do anything before uh, pre Lovestin. So it, they did nothing. Love Drive. So yeah. they on Worldwide Live, they had Love Drive, Animal Magnetism, Blackout, and Love at First Thing. And that's the only yeah. songs they, they had on that thing. But it was so it was such a great like lesson in Scorpions for people mm-hmm. that didn't know all of it. And they'd find well, out on Love Drive, they find out that Animal Magnetism is cool. And there's sure. songs in there besides the zoo. <laughs> yeah, good. well, go back to the early days of Scorpions with Louis John Roth. Now you're talking yeah. some even better shit. I mean, people well, about that. Yeah. check out that stuff. I mean, phenomenal. That's so a whole different world, just yeah. like the Fleetwood Mac thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's like literally. It's a different band. Yeah, oh, it's a different band. You totally different band. Yeah. I mean, Fleetwood Mac was British. <laughs> they were blues. They were one of those early blues explosions. They're British. Yeah. They're more like psychedelic and all this stuff. Maybe one sure. of them even Irish, but whatever. You know, and it's when you know Stevie and and then uh, Lindsay, yeah, mm-hmm. and Lindsay jumped in where they sure. got the Americans. It was, yeah. So it, it it's anyways, no scorpions, no sound garden, which crazy. For that era is defining. Uh, yeah, without I mean, other than Alice and Chains and Nirvana, from a popularity standpoint, sure. Um, 
Well, Rage Against the Machine, I, I think Soundgarden should be in before them. I mean, that's just my of opinion. I mean, it's ridiculous, but, you know. Rage Against the Machine, it you know. just makes sense right now in the world we're in. Of course, it, yes. no way they could. Sure. But, you know, you have to, while you're doing that, you you got to add George Michael. I mean, when oh, you yeah. think rock, you think. Shaka Khan and Shaka Khan. Those are the and two. Shaka yeah, Khan. You know, yeah. Khan. Rocky. Wait, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know who she was until that song, oh, I, and then I didn't know who she was after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't get like, me wrong. Shotgun is awesome. Yeah, and she's like, huge, wow. man. I mean, she. But no once again, we're not we're not talking about rock. You know, as we're saying, you know, I mean, look as we see now, Dolly Parton <laughs> got in last year, right? But but what sickens me is now because of it, you've got all these musicians. I know Rob Halford just decided to do it. All these rock. She's been doing a rock album. So you're gonna do a yeah, rock album. A album. I know after you get into the Hall of Fame, but you never did anything right before that. Probably felt guilty. Uh, she probably felt guilty. Of she course. was very much she wasn't gonna accept it, remember? She said she wasn't gonna accept it at first. Yeah. Yeah. So this is her way of I, I mean, hey, I love Dolly for that. I love Dolly for her big boobs and her spirit. So go Dolly. But yeah, she but made the rocked. best out of a out of a out of a ridiculous situation. Um it's just a ridiculous situation. And, and a band that it makes zero sense. And the band actually spoofed people on uh, April 1st. <laughs> Foreigner. Foreigner yeah. issued this fake press release mm. that outlined them. It was so hilarious. Like the stats are overwhelming. Oh, well, look at all the hits they've had, dude. You on, know I, mean? I mean, yeah, they, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. They released five, six, seven plat platinum or gold albums. Yeah, um, you know, and the hits—it's it, it, never ending. I mean, it's from their I, first album to their sixth album. They got songs with radio play, sure. and particularly those first four. Well, and they've spanned different—you know—that's the thing. They spanned different time span, you know, genre. I mean, um, different time frames. You know, in the seventies, uh, you know, it was a little more heavier stuff, or early eighties. Then they got in the mid eighties. They got a little softer with "I Want to Know What Love Is," but these were all huge hits. Well, you know, I mean, it was, that, well, you know, that was a number was one just, song. That was a number one song yes. in the country. They started, um, you know, in the late seventies. That was actually my second vinyl. I got that in the Grease album, were my mm. first two records as a little kid. And uh, Foreigner, you know, they always had a, a pretty cool guitar element to them. If you, you listen to like Dirty White Boy and some of those other ones, it, it's bad, cool riffs and stuff. And but Lou Graham was just such an amazing singer. Um, and yes, they the ballads they did back to back ballads on two albums. Um, I want to know what love is was huge, but I've been waiting for a girl like you. That one too, of course. Which was on four and four was massive as well. I actually knew every single lyric and could sing that song. Not good. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's something to, to claim. Uh, man, I was a little kid. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be I'm on a bed. But when I tell people, like, Forrest being there, they go, oh, I always get that confused with these other bands. And then someone goes, yeah, I always get them confused with Chicago. I'm like, Chicago? Yeah, it's nothing much. What the fuck? Right it's a different era. <laughs> Chicago's in the 60s. horns in every you know? song. Yeah. Urgency exactly. just has the saxophone a few times. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Enough about that, you know, we well, can go on and on. Well, and, and well, just to wrap up the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's the one thing I was going to say is, you know what, it's, it's one of those things, I think we've just got to stop talking about it. I've been saying this for a while, because we know it's a joke. It's like, I don't want to be like any trunk, you know, any trunk is always like, 
talk about how bad it is. And he only, all he does is doesn't shut up about it. It's like, well, then stop. Well, he's standing up for people. Talking about it. He's standing what? up for the silent. But, but we know it's a joke. So what's the point of even going there? Just, yeah. just like anything, right? If if it, if it's a joke, then treat it like that. Don't give it any attention. You know. So this is going to be our last segment on Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At least, oh, you know. Yeah, right? I think I've purged it. I purged I mean, it out. I mean, I guess we it's could talk about it every year. I'm forgetting, you know, like bad company or something, but whatever. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be, like I said, bands that we know. But Soundgarden, I get in Maiden. I mean, Maiden, come on, they're globally just. Yeah, like I said they sell every to everywhere they go in the globe. The singer yeah, but, flies the plane. I mean, yeah, fly, exactly. Yeah, great documentary. What do they want? Two, five, six, six, what do they want? I don't know, man. I, like, like I said, they're a joke. They don't know rock, so why are we fuck even them. doing it? So, so fuck them. All right. Let's pick it. Let's get let's get to some music. Let's see. You know, let's actually get to some of that. Here's a good love for you. All right. Well, let's start things off. Uh, you know, one of the I wanted to start the show off playing uh the first video that the band from the band Danova. Now, of course, Danova, a band out of Portland. They haven't put out an album now in 11 years. This is, you know, this is the fourth LP called Nothing But Nothing. The track we're gonna play is "Let the Good Times Kill." To me, this new album, man. I mean, I, I've known these guys for a long time, been listening to them, but this thing, this fourth record they just put out. I mean, eleven years—it's a long time, but it's worth the wait. This album is is is. It reminds me of like a heavier, more metallic sort of, you know, met, uh, atomic bitch wax. It's just proto metal to the to the max. Um, like I said, they they've just really I mean this. To me, is one of the best records of the yeah. year. But um, what, what's your take on Danova, man? Yeah, like I said, it's been eleven years since we've uh, seen an album from them. A long yeah. time. I um, I've listened to them some in the past, but and, and I always like cool. They're cool, but my memories are always going to be of Psycho Vegas. Okay, nice. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Listen to this. Yeah. The first time I saw them was like one of the first two years. And the singer, I guess, and some of the guys were partying so much before their set. <laughs> like, so the singer's up there, he's like, oh, my, everybody was so fucked up, but everyone else sucks. So we're going <laughs> to just this Jeez. crazy, crazy conversation, like, like talk. And he's like, oh, my voice is so fried. And, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. and I look over, I'm next to the, the food. food man two guys and then the mm. asg guys come walking up i i was sitting i was standing in an area right behind the sound booth at the joint at the time or something and it was just these guys couldn't stop laughing i mean it was just so crazy maybe it's cool but anyways mm. they were so crazy um and it was like a comedy <laughs> really yeah very yeah cool, i mean I, I, you bring it up to anyone who was there and they just people just laugh it's just yeah. it's, it's like the uh it's like when Sasquatch <laughs> had the the sound man on acid. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah. I was there for that five. Yeah. I mean, I have a video I have on. Facebook. I saw that. Yeah, it's you like put it up. Or 100, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was out of his mind. Mm. He was coming up and like trying to plug things into the sand. Jeez, wow. Yeah, I know. I saw that video, man. It was pretty like. I mean, I don't know what the hell. Like, what was he on? There's no, no one knows, right? But I mean, you were saying acid, but I don't no, know. He's on something. I think it's something more than that. Out there. Something um, else out. Yeah, just something it, else he's yeah, on. It, probably a little methed up at that, we'll say. That would be my guess. Just a yeah, guess. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it was fucking, like, it yeah. sounded so bad. And we forgot, we talked to uh, Wino offline about his set that day later. 
Oh yeah, that's right. One of them, he's like, "Oh, it's one of the worst sets I've played that in my ever. life." Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I saw Weiner at the beginning of the day, he was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And this is before he even stayed with me, and mm. you know, hug. Hey, good to see you. And it was like old friends. He was so happy, and you know, Weiner's not always like, "Hey," but he was yeah. like cool mood. And then later on, he just walks by with his head down, like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, they left. They they stopped the set. Yeah, Jeez, Isaiah, Tom, really Isaiah Mitchell in Golden Void. They ruined the beautiful melodies. Oh, in, wow. In, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in well. In the middle of the desert. And this this guy just could not dial it in. Well, <laughs> so they told him to get lost. And there was some intern working, <laughs> working for the festival. And he'd done wow. some sound. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, he... the next day. Damn. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. All right, let's get crazy. But yeah, let's get to Danova. Oh, just a quick tidbit. So Danova was also one of the one of those bands that was signed to Kamado Records. And Eric, you remember the Kamado who they signed? None other than the Sword. That's where the Sword first uh, came out of. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're one of those original Kamado bands. Like I said, used to be more seventies proto. They really got a more metallic sound. And you gotta check it out right now. This is Danova. Let the good times kill here on the Heavy Galaxy Show. <laughs>
All right, we're back here. The Heavy Galaxy <laughs> Show. You just heard Black Moon from Austin's High Desert Queen. We're really looking forward to. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing the follow-up to these guys. I did put out that great debut, obviously, uh, Secrets of the Black Moon in 2021. They're obviously on tour right now uh, in Europe with Fatso Jetson. Um, obviously, Ryan Garney, the singer, he's the Ripple Fest founder, the guy who puts that all together. He does so much for the scene, man. And I just love this band. I just, you know, it's, I just can't wait. Like I said, I can't wait to hear more music from them because um, they're just one of the top stoner bands to me uh, that's around right now, man. I knew of the band in the original lineup, even. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they had a pretty controversial switchover at some point in time. But, uh, man, it, that album has had a nice run for them. And mm -hmm. uh, they just hustled. The band is hustling. They're working hard. Um, they're going for it. Uh, they've been over to Europe. Like This will be like the third time. They're doing 34 shows in 36 days or something. That's great, man. Wow. They're doing... A bunch of it with Fatso Jetson, and then the other half with Mario Lolly and the Rubber Snake Charmers, which mm, okay, yeah. uh, is kind of an all-star band, you know, put together with Sean Wheeler, um, mm -hmm. and you know he'll he'll get almost naked every night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Sean Wheeler. That's a you got to watch that guy live if people haven't before. You have to go to the desert though usually to see him. So um, I know it's I'm about a little more now. He has getting out. Okay, that's good. That's yeah, good. Bro Rag has been is actually played over here in Vegas multiple times because you know there's a always going to be a pretty good punk element in Vegas. Hell, the mm. Punk Hall of Fame. That's right. That's right. That's going on right now. That's right. So <laughs> yeah, so that's really a kick ass for you folks in Europe. I mean, they're going to be in in not only the UK but Germany. I think at least a show or two in Spain and Italy. Uh, and German, I see Germany already, and then a couple mm. other places like Czech, Czech Republic. I oh, think. Wow. Damn, wow. Um, okay. anyways, if you're in Europe and you get a chance to see two American bands that I'm telling you kick ass live, that's a Jetson, great live band. Mario is, is, is Tony, or just Tony on drums, you know, he's got his own thing. It's a it, the whole thing's good, shit, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good, good shit. And they're playing some shows with Dunes, uh, oh, okay. which is a British band, but like maybe an album or two, probably two releases, maybe three. Uh, they're doing a show with like Amon Amon Acid. Oh, Amon I heard that band. I'm Amon yeah, Acid. A M O N Acid. Mm, acid, yeah. And it's mm. a couple. I think that they're a couple, couple guy and girl. And then they just added a drummer, but. They put out like five albums in three years. So. Oh, wow. Jeez. So, anyways, the latest album, I really did. It, it's good. It's on the Doom side. That's for sure. But they're playing the show. And yeah, man, they're hitting a bunch of festivals too. Uh, I just queen fat so along the way. Nice. So, Very cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Dude. So, that's, that's, Pretty badass. Yeah, I disagree, man. Absolutely. Big fan. Yeah, man. No, absolutely, man. So, you know, I wanted to now our main segment, you know, we were going to talk about some things. I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you seen the thing yet with the, the cure, Robert Smith? Right? They they're obviously, as we know, the yep. 90s. Go ahead. Hmm? Something going on, right? With the, the tickets and stuff. And it, who's it going up against? Uh well Live Nation. Yeah, well, well, who else? Live Nation, of course. You know what I mean? Um, Live Nation Ticketmaster, right? They're all it's all one and the same, you know. 
they've got a monopoly. I mean, Live Nation's got a monopoly on the whole, you know, uh, market pretty much now. They've even yeah. bought up all these these venues now across the country. You know, so that's it's a pure monopoly. I mean, there's nowhere else to put it. Um, they built quite the empire. They sure have, uh, absolutely. Which, um, yeah, because they, they've gathered, they have so much information as well. So being a, a marketing guy and. and <laughs> You, you, they have so many people's information involving oh, yeah. music and just information that they can, you know, segment and market, you know, according to whatever. Absolutely, uh, it's mm -hmm. such a massive machine. It, it's tough for these these bands to walk away from it. Now, it is. the Cure, mm -hmm. our, our our buddy, Mr. Smith. What did he do? Tell me. Well, what Robert Smith has done is something that we we would love to see a lot of our are you know bands we love do okay which is pretty much he's did something similar to what pearl jam did in the 90s um he made a big you know made a big deal out of the fact that the, the prices are just um you know ridiculous you know you've got i think so he what he did was he did away okay with um the high pricing scheme pretty much like he, he came out and called them out and said this is way too much you know he wanted ticket prices to be affordable for everybody now, of course, what Ticketmaster right. now does is they have all these different pricing packages and all this stuff, right? Um, and of course, yeah, but it's those damn fees, isn't it? What's well, one of the? Th it's a lot of things, you know. The fees is obviously is a big part of it. There's, of course, that's one of the major parts, absolutely. But if if we even just, you know, so yeah, so some fans were complaining that when they bought the ticket or when they had to buy the ticket, that the fees were actually more expensive to pay for the fees than the actual ticket itself. Not surprising, knowing today's you know landscape and live music as we've seen. Um, they yeah, they also restricted ticket transfers, right? So then what happens is what you're forced. It's like we saw. I saw this a couple of years ago too. I remember with Mr. Bungle. They 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 scheduled. I remember two shows. I believe in New York City, and of course, like that, it sold out because you had a lot of people from overseas that also wanted to see it. So, but what they did was, right, they, they, we see how it is now, right? If you don't buy now a ticket while it's on pre-sale, right, the remaining tickets get dumped over yeah. StubHub, and then you want to pay in double. And so that's another thing with the, like I said, the restricted oh, tickets. Yeah, most of the time. I mean, yeah. you're very, if you listen, for a, a concert that's a high draw like The Cure, okay, or even even back then, even yeah. Mr. Bungle, this was like three years ago with them when they re, had a, did a reunion, their first shows in like 20 years um, yeah, you're going to have a high demand and basically, you know, and so, so there's going to be a huge demand for it, you know, and any of this, because obviously, as we know, something like the cure eighties, nineties band, that's the, the new, that's the new thing now, nineties nostalgia. So people are going to pay up the ass for it. But what they do is if, like I said, I, this is newer, you know, th this has never happened before where they're putting tickets up for presale. If you don't get it on presale, then it's all dumped. I mean, those shows, it all goes to tickets uh, to, to StubHub. I mean, it all goes. This happens every time, and this is the big problem. And this is why, finally, a major artist stood up, the first one really since Pearl Jen, to say, listen, you know, enough's enough. It's not worth me. Yeah, I get all that guarantee. Of course, like you said the artists love that. It's hard to turn it down, but he's doing just that. So what happened was, after he came out, he complained about it in the press, Live Nation CEO, Michael Rapino, he had to kind of go save his ass a little bit or, or kind of do some damage control. So yeah. he he did an interview on a podcast, 
And he basically said, well, Live Nation, you know, is absorbing these costs. And he's claiming that the venues themselves are the ones that are getting more of that money because of what happened during the pandemic and so forth. But once again, what he's not saying is that Ticketmaster, Live Nation, and most of the venues these, these artists are playing in is all owned by Live Nation. You know, he thinks people are just not going to figure that out or not do the research to figure that well, out. Well, there's not all of them. Let's not get carried away. Dude, all the major ones that you get, most of the major ones, you're going to have these shows. The Cure, any place The Cure plays is going to be a Live Nation venue. Okay. Well, yeah, but that doesn't they're not mean they're going to play a Count Vamp. They're not going to play a place like that. Gonna that play... doesn't mean they own them, though. Um, but I, I get what you mean. They're connected with them. They have a contract. It's, 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 the, it's yeah. the connection, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah, they own they have a contract. But um, they're they're all it's 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 like everything, right? It's it's you you scratch my back, I scratch yours. It's it's like that sure. with Take Master Live Nation and the venues. So basically, what they're doing is they because they're contracted, they're controlling the pricing of this, and so it's it's all coming from them. But he's trying to do some spin job. It's not gonna you know it hasn't really worked. But the, the, I think the the thing to take a so some of the things he said. So for instance, here's a here's a quote. Um, and I'll even bring you know I can bring this up here onto the screen too. Um, just to give people a little bit of there's you know, his hair. He just oh, yeah. will not comb it. Oh, he looks the same pretty much, just about yeah. a little bit heavier and a little, lot older. <laughs> um, so yeah, so some of the things he said. Let's let's I mean I can get some of these quotes. All right. Um, let's let's go down here. Okay. I'll, I'll just put them out, but this is the article right here instead of going and find it here. Oh, okay. So he said this is one of the things that got people a little bit up in, in a bind here, okay. It says, quote, unquote, this is a great, great product that people will buy as they're going to buy the Gucci bag. OK, they're going to buy moments in life where they will step up and spoil themselves like the big screen TV or whatever it may be. So once again, look, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I guess what it comes down to is this, you know, obviously they could sit there and they could, they could charge these prices. It really comes down to the fans. It's up to the fans to say, you know, what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to buy I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy a ticket. Or it's going to be up to someone like Robert Smith with what he did, and he wound up getting a reimbursement for a lot of, for pretty much most of the ticket uh, people who purchased tickets. Now it's a small reimbursement. I think it's anywhere from ten to twenty dollars. Okay, so you got some of them fees taken off. Okay, I mean he had to kind of do it because they know that this is becoming something that's hurting them. You know, I mean you see it. I mean you see a lot of bands right there right now. They can't yeah. even tour. Because it's so expensive, they make no money off it. I mean, big metal bands like Anthrax and so forth, these guys are always canceling their tours in Europe because just there's no reason to make money. We saw Godsmack, right? They canceled their tour in, in Europe. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, so so they, you know, not, these bands are just not touring now. They can't tour. I mean, a lot of bands in the States, you can ask, and this is major bands. We're not talking about just underground bands. We know they're not making any money. That's, that's nothing. Well, surprising. when they go to Europe, they do. You know? When they go to Europe, they make money. A little money. We're, we're, a little money. A little money. It, uh, I, you know, I know established underground bands, and I've talked numbers with them, and, and mm -hmm. it's a good move for them. Uh, Europe really goes and supports. It can be small, medium-sized cities. The, the sure. Different. It's not hip-hop nation or, or True. country yes. nation. Oh, we know, yeah. Know, a bunch of mm -hmm. fucking country shit. So it, it's... It, it does well. People think it's special to see an American man. Um, sure. Well, well, that's a, well, that's the so, thing. But, so, but, mm -hmm. but what's going on? You know, with the cure. I, I guess I'm wondering. I can't remember what size venue they're playing. If they did play in Vegas, 
I mean, I don't like the curse. I really don't care. But I can't remember where they played here at all. I'd be interested to see what the size is. Now, from a demographic standpoint, um, you said somewhere in the article he talked about it being a luxury item of sorts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and you know what? He's not wrong. Um, because Generation X and Y have matured so long now into where their careers are that there's a lot of people making a lot of money um, that are our age, like a lot of money. I mean, well, hell, of course. I a lot of money in my thirties and twenties. Well, sure. I and mean, we started so, with the eighties. We showed with the previous so generation. During experiential nostalgic period. It, experiential stuff is then something that I think has got bigger and bigger. It's actually something I, I studied a good bit in college uh, way back in the day. And this is something that is, it's been able to expand this kind of methodology business-wise because they know they have a market. Um, and if they don't, then they won't be selling that product for that long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So well, that's he, what dictates these prices. But he, so his, um, no, it does. But here's my, no. here's my thing. Is, is, is the experience of seeing... A what? A late fifties, Robert Smith cure? Is that experience worth a couple hundred, three hundred bucks? To, to you know, a, a, an older band, not in their prime. Yeah. Is that an? Ex- <clears throat> is that, is that yes. worth? The, is that worth the? Now, it, it, well, it, I'll tell you why it is. Well, I'll tell you why it is, and, and if it is, is because they don't promote new music anymore, and that's the thing. So all we've got then, or what, us obviously personally, but people in yeah. general, all they feel they've got is nostalgia and this is done purpose this is done intentionally obviously it's reason sure. why they don't take a chance to put out new music because they know they've they've got the robert smiths we could just you know milk this for as much and yes they they know that of course people like you said generation x y whatever they will obviously they've got the money because yes they're older they've got you know secure jobs whatever it is family whatever it is they've got the money right. and they're willing to know oh you know what? i gotta see this band one more time at least before they they go yeah they they know it I mean, I mean once, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I'm a, you know, I go to a Counts Vamped a lot and, and other places as well, but I go there and over my six or seven years of going to shows, like literally one to four shows a week, mm. every week, um, I've gotten to know a lot of ladies uh, that are frequent the shows and stuff. And mm. That is a strong tie-in with nostalgia for sure. Yeah. And what it does, it kind of it's they get to hear these songs that take them back to a time as well. Absolutely. And yes. and the guys, it's not like guys don't either. So, sure. but it it I, I do think it's it's a wobbly little road to ride down a little bit because you could be so disappointed. <laughs> well, that's what it is, exactly. But, yeah. I think that most of these artists have such uh, you know, a high amount of self-esteem and ego that they do want it to be as do really good. They don't want to embarrass themselves other than mm-hmm. Vince Neil, you know. And so, <laughs> it's yeah. so you know, they 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 prep. And of course, you know, there's probably tracks involved as as, as we know, or the, oh, of course. the daddy's little helper at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the concert world, but um, hey, I I don't go to a lot of big shows anymore unless it's free. 
So yeah. I do prefer the smaller venues. Absolutely. Yeah, two well, to 400. Um, you know, Alice Blues is actually pretty cool to go to. Uh, overall, um, it's pretty packed, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, you know, I'll take a, a real cool show at Counts Vamped or the usual place here in Vegas any day. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm with you. And I think yeah. that's, that's what we'll talk about real quick is why we believe smaller shows, okay, or, or, you know, the local shows, whatever you want to call them, are a better bang for your buck. And not just a better bang for your buck, but to me, more entertaining and better experience than going to these larger nostalgic shows these days. Obviously, yeah. as we know, one, I mean, one of the things we're talking about, obviously, not not that, you know, no surprise to anyone, obviously cheaper uh, and more intimate, you know, and that's what I like probably. It's one of the things I love about the smaller shows and the smaller venues is right. the intimacy, you know, that you won't get at a, at a big, you know, yeah. arena. Um, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, the majority of people, uh, when it comes to music, are followers. You're right. And Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. You know, the world's not, they're kind of blinders, you know, when it comes to radio or, you know, with nostalgia. I mean, mm-hmm. God knows how many people we know that literally have drawn a line in the sand and said there is no more good music. And more, there's no yeah. more good rock and roll. There's nothing. They True. can't do anything. Mm-hmm. like they used to i mean if that conversation is it grows tires uh if for mm-hmm. someone like me when i'm like really oh man but how do you find out about new music i don't i can't stand it well i mean how do you know then there isn't good stuff mm-hmm. you know i mean i can have that conversation and just keep question question because and then it comes to the root of just people just don't care they don't care enough you know it is it's true and that's the way it is now yeah. for listeners or watchers or whatever today if you're someone who doesn't go out much, go check out a local show. Go by yourself. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not rock shows are the least of your worries. And go, you know, if you drink, saddle up to the bar, you know, and and talk to the bartender or people there. And because you have something already in common with them, and that's mm-hmm. the show itself that it will be playing. Yeah. And I, I had to do that on my own as, as yeah. a newly single person after i got divorced and i had no friends in vegas pretty much because i was the boss at work mm. and so i like <laughs> can't be friends with my staff much sure so i had to, I, I i you know with the shows and then i met you know a concert buddy pretty early on I met him at spirit caravan elder moss generator show <laughs> i told him i go yeah i gotta pick you up that one night now and and I, you know now we go to shows mm. Uh, and then we've kind of been able to expand over time and you meet more people. But just getting out and hearing live music, it, it's a totally different thing. And if you don't know the bands, but you know that maybe that's a show you can check out, you do some homework. Well, well, it's all you gotta do. Is just it? play it, play it on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, whatever you got. Mm-hmm. It's free. Exactly. Just play the music and see what you think. And yep. if you're like, uh, but you know. Some people, uh, they don't even want to hear something before they go to a show either. So that's well, yeah, well, and that's the thing. Well, my, my my thing too is is you know when when you're when you're seeing a new band, it's, it's I think about it. People are good are going to see bands, right? These nostalgic bands, right? Well, what are they going to see? They're well, usually they're good going at to see that or they're good to see an FM radio. Well, no, what I'm saying is, well, well, they're band. going to see what they're going to see is they're going to see the hits they had earlier in their career. Right, the songs that they played early in their career—they're not usually that going to see that. the latest. I mean, some—you know—you got some people who are hardcore fans that might like some of their newer stuff. But if you're going to see Metallica, 
you're not really seeing anything off the. You're not going in to see anything off their last three or four records. You're going in to see off the things like off their mm. first four records. No Why one's going they to play them though. Let me tell you, you you take a, a survey of Metallica fans and say, what do you, what's this, what songs you really want to hear? They're, they're well, saying uh, the old songs. On. We know that. Who's arguing with you about that? No one's arguing with you about that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is Metallica will play new songs. Well, I'm not saying they won't play them, but I'm saying no one's going in to necessarily see them. They're going to right. see the classics. So what you're seeing is you're seeing a band in its infancy. If they're most of the time, a lot of times, if you're seeing a newer band uh, within the first few records, you're seeing them really in their prime. You know, and instead of seeing paying hundreds of dollars to see a washed up band that maybe has one or two members, original members, some even look at a band like Quiet Riot, don't even have any original members of a band like that, you know, and, and that goes to a whole band versus brand thing, which is a whole different, you know, uh, discussion for another yeah. time. But also, right, you're not paying. I went to see last year, uh, Alice in Chains, uh, and who was it? it was Alice in Chains, Bush, um, Oh God, uh, Breaking Benjamin, I think it was, right? Um, yeah, not my 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 band, but you know, nice. Seemed like a bunch of good dudes, but yeah, uh, twenty dollar drinks, a fifty dollar t shirt on top $20 of drinks. drinks. What the fuck? Twenty dollar drinks. What do you drink, dude? It doesn't matter what you drink. It was a beer or whether it was whatever. It was twenty bucks, man. Eighteen, twenty bucks. You know, so Where did you see it, San Francisco. Uh, yeah, Shoreline oh. Amphitheater in, in, in San Francisco, uh, Mountain View. And, um, you know, it's just, listen, once again, but those where those shows are at. So what do you do? You, you, you've got to incur. It's not just the ticket price, too. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. You know, ticket price is one. Day. If the ticket price was, you know, expensive, but drinks drinks and merch are reasonable, you know, what's one thing? But none, nothing is. Nothing is reasonable. Um, but also, like, you, and you brought up a great point. You're probably not you're not going to be getting those backing tracks. You know, half of the time you're seeing these older bands, it's not of its backing tracks. They're not going to go out there and really show you how. The, I mean, one let's put it this way: when I saw Bush, I was never a fan of Bush, right? But I saw they played what was it the, the acoustic song Glycerine. Right? I hate that song so much. I, I hate it too, and it was horrendous live, man. I mean, he I he fucking sucked. can't stand that song. I had their first two albums. I thought they were great back then. Yeah, I admit it. Really I sad. like that kind of stuff. Mm. And but that song, it destroys me every time I hear it. Just like the song "All Apologies" by Nirvana. It is some. It just sucks like mm. some weird soul out of my body. <laughs> soul is left. Wow, damn, Dan. Now speaking Ooh. of soul. Oh, how about the sick new world festival happening here? Uh, well, on Saturday here in Las Vegas, <laughs> this thing is yeah mammoth. It's at the Las Vegas, what they call fairgrounds, which literally across the street from the Sahara. Uh -huh. I live right in this neighborhood here. <laughs> and they got 45 bands in four stages all in one day. That's, this is crazy. And I think the lowest price ticket was like 250 bucks. Wow. <laughs> well, let's, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up. Just give me a second here. Um, I'm gonna actually bring that up. I mean, I they want... have on there. You know, bring it up. Now, yeah. On because just the just so the, people the, can see that the, the down. The yeah. Deftones. Yeah. You know. So we got yeah. Evan Askins, mm -hmm. A lot of '90s bands, obviously. A lot of new metal bands. Um, obviously, break see, up the specs for this. All right. Yeah. I mean, heavy rock. You got you've got Melvin's, obviously, like you said. In Kevin Essence, Chevelle, Chevelle, which yeah. is still a band that does very good. They at do. Live shows. Mm -hmm. Like meaning, I, 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 I like Chevelle. I do. I like. Yeah, I like Melvin's. Yes, Melvin's. Melvin's. 
are going to be there. Mr. Bungle, which I fucking can't stand. You might as well call it Mr. Butthole. I do not <laughs> like that man. I, I, Michael Batten, Mike Benton bothers me. I know people get pissed off. Don't get me pissed off. Man. I just don't. I don't think he takes shit serious enough. Yeah, he does. I'm with you. I, I love him with Faith more, but you're right. He, he's get he's goofy. Uh, and stuff. Yeah. I don't with you. And so, yeah. but yeah. also you got Sisters of Mercy, Corn, which I'm not a Corn guy. Uh, it no, was the yeah. first two albums, maybe sure. way back. Yeah, I've seen him so many good. times on Edu. Incubus, which I've actually never seen. Oh, they're good. I like Papa I like Incubus. Road. I like Incubus. Yeah. And Soulfly. Well. I'll tell you one bit I really like, guys. It's this band Turnstile. I'm actually a big fan of, but they, they, I've they, you never know. heard a song by them. Yeah, and, I, I don't know uh, if it's your thing, but they, they, I, I like them a lot. They, they're kind of a like a mix of like a punk, hardcore, pop, you know, mix if you want to call it, you know, okay. something like that. So they're kind of heavy, but they're not too heavy. They're they're very light, and they they were they were very um, a very uh, what do you call it? Polarized band. You either love them or you hate them. It's one of those kind of bands. Most yeah. people who hate them despise. I probably them. hate them. But, you, you'd probably hate them. Yes, you probably. But you know, uh, the sixth stage is incredible. You literally got Cold Chamber, which maybe is not my thing, but okay. I know yeah. Meigs <laughs> from around here. Oh, Meigs, yeah. Them and, and stuff. Okay. Cold Cold Chamber and Seven Dust, which is the band I've liked from the very beginning. Uh, they're out mm. of Atlanta, and I was living yeah. in Atlanta when they 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 just started hitting, and then they were moved to Orlando, and I was in Orlando as well. So mm. I like those guys. Met them, a couple of them. They're super cool. Body count. So we got Ice T in the house. Body count, mm. which I had the first album and loved it. Mm. Cop killer and all that shit. It was yeah. twenty three years old or something. You mm. know what I mean? I remember that came out. Yeah. Mustang mm -hmm. filter, which. Geez, Filter's first three albums were, for me, unbelievable. I, mm. I like those first three albums. I don't care a shit about that one fucking song. Um, yeah, Picture, whatever. Whatever that song was about the uh, picture. Yeah, fuck yeah. that song. <laughs> it bothers shit. <laughs> me. But, man, I, I loved, love, love that yeah. first uh, two albums in particular, mm. really. Yeah, first, so, so we, yeah we see a lot of big bands on here, obviously, from the 90s. This is a very, obviously, 90s. Uh, focused, I mean, even cradle, even cradle of filth. That was, you know, cradle really of filth was black metal. Uh, that was huge. I mean, huh. yeah, there. I mean, I'm not a fan, but um, you know, yeah. it's it's interesting. It's interesting mix. You My know, life with I mean, real kill cult, real kill cult. They're you know one of those bands too. One of those industrial, KMFDM, all the industrial metal stuff. Yeah, skinny puppy. You know, but yeah, like you said a lot here. But so once again, okay. But you know, I'm just I'm, I'm someone from the '90s. Pretty much grew up in the '90s. Um, Two hundred fifty bucks to see this, like we were saying too. These, this is all in one day. Yes, yeah. No, even don't, worse, that's crazy. Four, so you have four stages. That the many man. bands. You're not going to see that many bands in one day. It's impossible. You're so fired yeah. up. Get this, Matt. <laughs> I get it. It's sold out in four hours. Oh, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. That's crazy, though. That's crazy. There's but no, at least it's a so festival. At least I know festival. someone that is potentially getting $500 tickets, um, yeah. and it's a tier three. So at least you get your own bar and bathroom area. <laughs> all right, well, but, all right. but 500 bad, bucks but for bucks. a whole weekend. I mean, for one day. One day. Whole, That's what I'm saying. That was a weekend. It's one day. Thing. One day. Plus the booze. If you're yeah. there that long, I mean, you know. 
I'm a, I'm like a train. Once I get on that track, it's just keep going. Mm. Um, yeah, once they get in that first or second drink, it's just go, now, go. And, I, and I will say something though, because this is in no, Vegas and Vegas is a destination city. Okay. Or, you can make a trip out of this, right? You can make a vacation out of going seeing this, you know, because you've got everything else in Vegas. You know, that's why I said Vegas is just great for, for festivals and stuff. It's yeah. just nothing, you know, it's, it's tailor made for it. Um, so I guess I could kind of see this the Vegas thing. You know, it makes sense. Um, still a lot of money. You know, still a lot of money. Five hundred bucks. It sold out. I mean, in, yeah. and dude, I know people are dude, paying. I know this, this, this track of land that they've been using. Um, it's where they did like the Rock and Rio show, even with Metallica mm. and Deftones, like I don't know, ten years ago or something. And uh, man, it's big. But I've never been in there, so I can't wait to go. You know, well, actually, I don't have a ticket, and I'm not buying one. Well, hopefully, you get it for yeah. Well, you're not going to go if you don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, someone that's you know they're working some ankles, but you never know what can happen. Yeah. But let's play. Yeah, let's get let's get into music. All right, let's get right into yeah. We want to get into the into some more music here. Um, you know, we'll we'll end the segment there, obviously. Um, just like I said, but before we wrap it up. Go to local shows. Go to the the smaller yeah. venues. Support the younger, the you know the local bands and the underground bands. Man, that's what it's it's all about. We just want to keep keep encouraging that and and get away from the five hundred dollar tickets. I mean, give me a break, man. <laughs> Ridiculous. But anyway, all right. So yeah, so let's get to some music. So this one, I'm now this is this is we're gonna uh, angle this to your way, John, because we're gonna play a couple of Ripple bands now. Obviously, as most people know, you've done a lot of work with Ripple. Uh, helping to you know curate some bands or you know I like to use A and R because that's how it was you know in, in the old days in the business you know people who sign bands or help connect bands that was that was an A and R uh, rep yeah um, so first video up is brand new just came out not the song but the video for Kaiser's Fire that was off Turn to Stone Chapter Six I believe you obviously brought Kaiser on board so talk a little bit about these Finnish Stoner Rockers man you know. Uh... I, I fell in love with this band uh, on their first album. Uh, they actually had an EP before that, but their first album, uh, the first sound, and it landed like top 10 for my year-end list, and I still listen to it to this day. Mm. And I like them so much, I in a shot in the dark, I offered them a chance to come play Planet Desert Rock 2, okay. uh, which is a festival that I ended up having eight European bands come. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah and kaiser was one of them and captain caravan was the other which mm -hmm. is the other side of the album mm -hmm. on ripple so i was able to put two you know two vrr uh alumni bands planted as rock bands and put them together and kaiser man um they're really inspirational if you get to know what's happening with them and mm -hmm. uh i'll tell you o2 is an inspiration within himself. Um, he was born with a birth defect. Mm -hmm. And so he's playing with a deformed finger on guitar. And uh, you would never, I mean, uh, I could play with all five of my fingers. It would never be nothing like that. <laughs> I could never even, this guy is is yeah. is talented, not only on guitar, he, he has chops on vocals. Oh, yeah. And he's able to maneuver his voice around as he does things where like, what if Caius played this Queens of Stone Age song or this, you know, Sis with the Down sang, you know, sings this. And and it's on Munich Productions. And his he gets a ton of watches now 
on all mm-hmm. that stuff. And he, he's a funny, expressive guy. And when I met him, you know, when they landed and everything else, and we, we met at, at the first night, mm-hmm. this guy spoke perfect English, like it, it, better than some of the dumbasses I know in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, sure. I was like, whoa. Well, uh, you know, uh, uh, matter of fact, a lot of the European bands spoke um, pretty damn good English. That's good, uh, yeah. Mr. Bison from Italy, they were they were touch and go at times. And, and Green Desert Water from Spain, um, a couple of them real good. Others, you know, it was more like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's really, it was uh, Kaiser, to me, they know how to put songs uh, together and really rock. And mm-hmm. Fire is just two and a half minutes of just Fast and Furious uh, stuff. And they put the video together on like a shoestring budget like i think they actually had a video and then somewhere or another got lost or raced or corrupted okay and so they went and did this with like cell phones and quick that's all you need to do that. these days man yeah like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. it's all you need to do yeah. you exactly. know at this level just to help yourself exactly but the song is so good and the video you know showing people just going off you know yeah, it's, it's a cool video. Fire. I, it's like yeah. on fire, you know? it's, a, it's a song that fires you up, man. It really does. It's it's yeah. a heavy. I, it's I a, timed different. it, Matt. When I DJ, sometimes I've timed it where it's right before the band goes on stage. Okay. And man, you can feel the fire. Nice. <laughs> well, two and a half minutes, they're like walking on a stage um, and they're getting, you know what I mean? Feel the fire. You know, yeah. it's just bam. Well, let's so, let's have the listeners and. Unbelievable! <laughs> then I hit my pen and kept going. Nice. Yeah. So, so I'm really proud of Kaiser. Um, you know, and that album's done very, very good. Uh, that was my little skin, me, mine and Todd's Scandinavian album we put together. And again, big, big thanks to Todd Severn. Who, well, he won't probably hear this because he doesn't listen to the show as much. But big thanks to Todd and Ripple for uh, being part of. Uh, let me be part of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, let's have our viewers and listeners now. Let's have them hear the fire here. Here's Kaiser with Fire on Heavy Galaxy Show.
We're back, and you just heard Brother of the Badlands. That's from Wolfknot, the Norwegian vets, off their fourth LP, Return of the Asteroid. Uh, you know, mixed and mastered by the great Carl Daniel Leiderman. That's the one thing that really, I mean, other than the songs, great songs on the record, but the production on this record is just, just phenomenal. You know what I mean? I mean, just every instrument is just clear and crisp and in your face. It's just it's a, just a great record. Obviously, Carl Daniel Leiderman also was an ex-drummer for Dozer, uh, the OG drummer for Greenleaf as well. He's producing all their records. Uh, he produced a recent Dozer record he worked with uh, those guys, and he's just really become such a a maven in the studio. Just a stellar. Oh yeah. Just a stellar produced record though. This Wolf Nut record, you know, Return of the Asteroid Man. So another band that you obviously helped out Ripple uh, and found these guys too. They were originally called Wolfgang, I believe. Right? Correct. Yeah, they had two previous albums, and I think. Maybe that first album was that name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They used to be a four piece too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I um ran into the album really early on, the third album. And mm -hmm. I think it was the third album. Yeah. And I I was, you know, I was kind of like, damn, that's pretty good. Like it wasn't like extraordinarily unique or different and all that stuff. It was mm -hmm. just you know, good song, good heavy hard rock shit. You know, sure. mm -hmm. they did it. <laughs> they did two videos where the three of them are lined up in the cab. Sorry, yeah, I saw that one. Truck, mm -hmm. you know, a pickup truck, mm -hmm. and they're, they're you know in the snow and they're like, <laughs> I'm like, man, it's interesting. Right, video. Yeah. I'm like, you're gonna do it? They're like, yeah, we're gonna do it again on the next video. I'm like, but there's snow this time. I'm like, oh, okay, so. That was that that song did very 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 well. Swing ride, which I think is their best song off the last album, and you know I was just digging them. So once in a while, you know, maybe I send someone over to Taga. Hey, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I scout out a few things sometimes beforehand, and uh, yeah. And the guy and the guys are super cool as well, and I think that's an important part uh, to even considering you know someone to to. To, to to mention the top because mm. to be a ripple to be involved in there somewhere or another I think you got to be you know a cool person you can, you can't be you know some pompous fucking dick sure. or you know mm. some somebody you know that's a little bit you, know, you need team players of sorts and you could you could mm. tell these guys were uh, becoming more and more supportive of the scene too and, and that sometimes happens with bands they find out they get in the loop and they find out more and they're like holy shit there are a lot of good bands and a lot of mm. good people all over the world. Yep. And it kind of opens things up to do shows with each other and everything else. Um, you know, you kind of find out who you, you know, word of mouth, who you can trust. And 
who mm-hmm. you can work with and, and and just you find out about another good band. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the way it goes because you know, band guys aren't always staring and looking around at, you know, <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, so no, right. mm-hmm. a lot of them don't do anything with music. I mean, that, that's it. Sure. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of musicians, um, not necessarily in our scene as much, but some that will insist I don't listen to anything that is new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who told me that once was Keith from Sasquatch. Oh, interesting. Okay, really. I don't listen to anything new. Yeah, some 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 guys are like that. I mean, but he doesn't um, say that's yeah. bad. He just says I just. He just doesn't listen to new stuff. Yeah, no, I know. It's yeah. Some people right. Some people just like classic stuff, and that's it, man. You know, yeah. and that's just but but I, you made a good point that you know I think really with doing this this heavy rock scene. I think I mentioned this on the last uh, discussion episode we did. Is yeah, you, you don't see the pomposity. You don't see pompous, you know, dudes and and you know or just people in general. I mean, and if it is like you said, it gets kind of sniffed out quickly, and word gets around. You know, and if that happens, you know, uh, you know, we we have some interesting characters that you you and I know. Um, sure, of course, and, yeah. and other ones that obviously I've worked with a lot of bands, mm-hmm. just live shows alone. <laughs> so there's a certain aspect of getting to know someone during that mm-hmm. process, like because I'm there from the beginning to the end of, of my shows. Sure. I get there almost when they're showing up, mm-hmm. and. uh it, 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 you know, there's so many personalities. It's so a kaleidoscope of thing, but I would say an overall non-pretentious coolness because they're quite frankly pretty happy. They get to play in front of people and, you know, mm-hmm. and have some fun and get to play music that they know people will get off on, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's certainly some people that are a little fucked up. <laughs> Hey, there's always going to be people that are fucked up. Right? I'm really going to that. You're a little fucked up. You know, that's yeah. that's what yeah, you're I've been dealing with this personalities, and I've dealt with personality conflicts, which, mm. you know, you and me know uh, we have a, a certain band that we both know, and we know one of the guys in particular better, you know, mm. and, that, and that's been a breakup of sorts. Uh, mm. I've been in two bands with bad breakups in the last, uh, gosh. Six months or so. This year. Yeah. yeah. And, mm. you know, Boom, the other member's gone, you know. Mm. Um, and that, that's tough on some fans. There's a there's a weird vibe at times that people are, are you have an allegiance to a certain degree about the other person. Sure. Um, I think that makes it a little tricky, we'll say. It is, it's human nature, you yeah. know. I mean, it is, you know. Yeah, um, but is. I think overall, good good peeps, it, it's you know, I think most of these cats and chicks uh will hang out. You know, during the show, I'll, I'll be interested how it goes. I'll be interested to see what it's like on Thursday with Elder Howling Giant and the, Ruby Hatcher. Yeah, know, Ruby Hatcher, because I know where the show is going to be at. It's at the usual place, which is where I did my final night of Planet Desert Rock mm-hmm. uh, when I had Nebula, High Desert Queen, Sam's Bend, and Sonolith. Mm-hmm. And they have a massive back area. Like literally two times bigger than the front bar area. Now, if they open it up to the full thing, then they literally have a stage they move, Matt. Oh, wow. It's okay. a mobile stage from one point to the other. Okay. But if they keep it the small one, it will be interesting to see if 
the bands kind of hibernate back there because there is a comfort zone they can be in, a green room mm. of sorts. Okay. Or whether they socialize. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be interesting. I, I My guess is Howling Giant, they're going to be out there front and center. Those are good mm. good Tennessee boys. And, uh, uh, you know, they like to sell merch. So <laughs> they're going to be out there. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting. Yeah. I've never really hung out and talked much with the Ruby Hatchet band, uh, but I've seen them a couple times. Okay. And then Elder, mm-hmm. I, I go way back with Elder, and I knew uh, Elder's original drummer, Matt, uh, who is with Kind. Uh, I know him really well. Super cool mm-hmm. guy. But nice. And I know the other guys in Elder some too. So uh, it'd be interesting to see that dynamic. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to walk probably wherever I want anyways, um, <laughs> hopefully. Mm-hmm. So I go least go chat for a little bit. Sure, yeah. Well, that's cool. But you know, it's that's that's what I think is really cool about the intimacy is is you mentioned earlier about the scene about these kind of shows, is that yes, um, the ac- access, um, yeah, and potential to you know have a moment or or, or create a relationship, and not I mean relationship like. But where you, next thing you know, you're, you know, you're a fan of them and on Facebook and they interact exactly. a little bit mm-hmm. with you. I mean, that's, that's stuff that I think people think is really neat. It that's is. I don't know when to stop, but, you know. And, and there's some, you know, there's some great veteran guys. It's not interesting, the new bands, too, you know, with even some of the older bands, you know, and some of the, I mean, we see with Wino. I mean, Wino is just one of the most right. down-to-earth guys you'll find. Uh, I remember you know interview with Ruben Romano from you know original drummer from Fu Manchu oh. and, and Nebula. What a great dude he is, and so yeah. so great with his fans. I mean, he's you know he there's, oh, yeah. there's no pretentious, there's nothing, and uh, that's what's just great about the scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, a band that's not in the scene per se, a little bit bigger, but is Helmet, and I've hung out mm-hmm. and had drinks with Paige two times, and another time it was the first time I. Had, seen him after a show and I was just kind of lingering around <laughs> you know, just mm. get my feel for things. And then, hi, how you doing? But I've literally hung out with him. I mean, I, I was fucking blackout drunk by the end of the night. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Me, Paige, uh, my friend, Ingrid, Jessica, these Boston girls. And uh, yeah, I mean, Paige was cool. I mean, we have like crazy pictures and yeah, Paige is, uh, I, I wish I'd remembered more of the conversation. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah there's, I, I, I think that peeps, it's, in the scene. Really I think it's great when people do that. It, it's super cool. You know, it is, you know, signal world, you know, is missing at the last minute here. Monster magnet. Yeah. That's, 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 some, which is probably the, the one band on that Rock. bill that you'd want to see, you know, obviously. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without <laughs> doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they, who knows when they pulled out for, I don't know who knows why they pulled out, but you know, um, he doesn't play much, man. He's got health issues. I know. Time. He does. He so, does. I, he does. But you know, it's like you, you know, we were t- uh, power. You know, we were talking about the thing about the Monster Magnet Power Trip. You know, record. You know that that album was actually written. He wrote all of it in Vegas. Just a little tidbit for you. Makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah, he moved to Vegas. He had some weird. I read an article where he had some banter, some back and forth with the uh, record execs. And wherever he was at the time. And he's like, listen, if it matters that much, I could do this, this, and this. I guarantee it. And they were like, no, no, no. And then finally he did it. And that's what Power Trip was, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just made it big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I love that album. Uh, everything album. else is, 
you know, uh, it leeled quite a couple levels below it. But uh, I got into them through the album before that, which I think was the same for you, right? Yes, uh, Dopes to Infinity, 1995. Yeah. That was a great record. And speaking of that, that'll actually, speaking of Monster Magnet and that album, uh, we're gonna. It's gonna take us right into our last segment here, the Rock City Spotlight. And what this is is this is when we're gonna pick a, just a specific sort of region, location, uh, whether it's in the U.S. or it's around the world, doesn't matter where. And we're gonna talk about a little bit. For, you know, we're gonna play some videos from some older, you know, bands, some bands that were, you know, veteran bands that have been there for a while, as well as some more recent bands. Um, and today's, uh, obviously, today's region, we're gonna go to the New York, New Jersey area. And I didn't pick this. Yes, I'm from New York, but John, this is yours. I'm not a homer. John actually was the one that came up with the idea, so. I'm not a homer. I'm not picking it because I'm no, from there. Just, you, just to throw out there, you know. I, I would <laughs> good good idea. You, you know what they call a pre-buttal. Um, oh, yeah. you know, the the impetus for why I, I thought about it was Kenny Hickey. And okay, it just yeah. got me thinking a little bit. And we we during that interview, and I'm like, man, there's a it's still you know a pretty lively scene up there. And uh, you know, to go back in time, obviously monster magnet. Uh, God, just such an important part oh, yeah. of our scene. Um, really, those four albums in a row were just really, really solid. And that that was, you know, that was kind of a coming in at the end, you know, coming in during grunge era, really. Mm -hmm. um, because, gosh, the other albums were very psychedelic early mm -hmm. on. Some people swear by those over, mm -hmm. you know, the, the power trips and the dopes. And dopes affinity has... <laughs> Without a doubt, a psychedelic part of oh, all yeah. that as well. Kind of meshed the two things together. And then they went full throttle for a while. Um, Absolutely. Just yeah. a great band. I miss them. I, you know, I, I saw them in Atlanta, Georgia. I lived in Atlanta for one year. I saw it at the place that, uh, oh, I forget the name. It's like I got a heaven and hell. Okay. There's probably okay. nothing you'd know about. But people listening, I bet do. So they they tore it down and built another one. But I saw them in hell. <laughs> and it was Monster Magnet with Kid Rock opening up. Oh, interesting. Wow. But Joe C had like just gotten sick or died a little bit before that. And mm. I was looking forward to seeing the little man fucking mm. breaking it down. <laughs> I love this on Bull God. Yeah. Love it. I, I probably still could listen to it and get a little fired up. Yeah. And the lyrics are great. Like they're simplistic and they rhyme and all this other stuff. But mm. he was talking about like a mindset of sorts of of going and getting it but partying like a fucker mm. <laughs> and, just, oh, yeah. and, and i kind of remember i mean we were, i was kind of in that zone at that that era to mm -hmm. some degree sure so, yeah. yeah yeah anyways monster magnet just great shit and, yeah great stuff man you know geez uh, kind of a spinoff of monster magnet uh well I wouldn't see. That's an interesting thing. If we, you know, we're going to talk about, of course, the other New Jersey band that's a stoner, you know, uh, obviously a stoner legendary band, the Atomic Bitchwax. You know, what's interesting though about that that connection there, obviously that New Jersey connection, is you know, well, for for one, you know, Dave Windorf. I don't know if you know this, but he was actually in a band that was you know before Monster Magnet that was signed to Electra Records to a major label, a band called Shrapnel. And they were actually the first signing for, uh, you know, the guy who signed Metallica, Michael Lago. That was the first band he had signed was Shrapnel, Dave Windor's band. They were sort of a, like, a, like a, a play on, like, the, the idea of it was they were, so they dressed up in all this military gear. And, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. It was kind of, 
they were they were like a power pop band really and i interviewed tim cronin who was the original drummer of, of the monster magnet that's a cool interview he'll, he'll, he talks about all the just how that band started right you know they, they used to have that mystique right of, of how they were like supposedly all there was like acid parties where they do acid shows where everyone was on acid and that was the whole but it was it was you know that didn't really happen but it was just obviously this mystique that kind of helped the band grow a little bit back then yeah and that was a sound like you said that wasn't especially on the east coast it wasn't a big sound you know i mean you know obviously on the west coast you had Caius and Fu Manchu doing it you know at those at that point and monster magnet was east coast you know sort of uh you know, uh, you know, leaders of, of yeah. that stone rock sound. Yeah, and Corrosion Conformity, too. Corrosion Conformity, Yeah, see, I see, so you're right, COSD, a good point. The, the, the pepper version, yeah. uh, which, of course, I prefer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think those bands, and hell, I sometimes want to say, like, well, down as well, to some degree. Yeah, and it's a little bit later, yeah. I I always feel like it's kindred later. spirits with this world it's well, they are they are the heavy no rock doubt. umbrella it's guitar driven clean mm. vocals yep. memorable songs i mean but yep. but yeah tommy bidgewax if i remember correctly a couple different times everyone in the band were was also in monster bag so yeah so obviously so getting back to that exactly so you have chris kosnick right he's the bassist vocalist for atomic bitchwax he was in a couple of bands in new jersey and obviously, yeah, I mean, they were all, you know, bands are all connected. They would fill in on bass and eventually became a full-time member. Um, and obviously then all those Monster Magnet guys, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bob Patel and all these guys, they became, you know, came over to Bitchwax. So there's, there's, there's always this sort of mixing yeah. and matching going on with both those bands. Absolutely, yeah. Two I mean, great bands, yeah, New Jersey bands, like you said. Uh, yeah. And uh, and let's go, yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's let's start it off. We'll start off with Monster Magnet. We'll go back to like you said when we both first you know heard of them. This is the first song I ever heard by them. Great song, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Like I said, off that great record, Dove to Infinity, back in '95. And so let's uh, let's check that out. Here's a little blast from the past, Monster Magnet. Saw your face last night on the tube Strong fine snake in a sucker's vacuum Fifteen clicks and it's time to say bye Fifteen trips and a lovely won't
right, welcome back to the Heavy Galaxy Show. You just heard the Atomic Big Schwacks with So Come On, which is pretty much, I think, you know, it's funny. I went on Spotify. That's their most played song, surprisingly. I thought it might be off their first record, the Atomic Big Schwacks' first record, but that's the first, uh, that's their top song, and that was off their uh, album, the uh, 2006 release, Box Riff, uh, one of the only original songs on that record. Um, and, yeah, they just can't go wrong with the Big Schwacks. You ever, see, you ever hear that record they did? It was... Um, I forget the name of it, but it's one song. It's a 40-minute song. Yeah. A 45-minute uh, song, man, yeah. Yeah. ADHD. That, I would that do, shit, man. It's hard. It's too much. It took me It took me like a year or so to listen to that one St. Karloff album. Okay. Because it was all one song. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really liked St. Karloff's first album. I was like, this is good shit. And then mm-hmm. they, the album came out, and it was like 40-minute long song. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The local fuzz is the album. Forty-two minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, sleep had that right with Jerusalem. I mean, I'm with you. It's like I, I can't listen. Listen, I mean, I did put it on, you know, the whole album, and it's yeah. like it's just this consistent, different switching. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. But yes, it's not something you're going to be obviously listening to a lot. Yeah, of. I get and it. Yeah, I've listened to the whole Atomic Bitchwax catalog, so I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm aware. Of it. And I, I think the last, you know, two or three albums they put out are, and they're a little. Sometimes I look at them like, God, they're almost like a revved up, heavier Foo Fighters. <laughs> Sometimes, just uh, yeah, I, yes, yeah, no, you're right. They have it. Some of the songs are definitely, yeah, I agree. But just you know, way uh, better, you know, riff action and and, and you know more, yeah. And, and and you and me both saw them at different times. At the heavy psych fest, sounds yeah. fest, and mm-hmm. uh, they kill. I mean, they kill, kill. killed it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've yet to play Vegas, and I don't know how many years. So. Mm-hmm. I know they're booking agents, so maybe one day I'll get them over. Yeah, I mean they're just as as good as it gets, man. They're 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 the the kings, man. They're you know just yeah. legendary band. Love them. One of my favorite all time bands. Um, so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna pivot. Obviously, like I said before that we heard Monster Magazine, but now we're gonna pivot into more of the modern. So a couple of modern bands that are coming out of the New York, New Jersey area these days. Um, one of the bands, and I know we both really really like this band a lot, man. I mean, I and just. They're, they're going to get bigger. I mean, there's no doubt. I already see them just getting bigger and bigger. We're talking about the band Restless Spirit. Uh, they just, you know, obviously they put out their last record a couple of years ago, um, uh, Blood of the Old Gods, which got picked up by Magnetic Eye Records. So they're now signed with them. And which is, a, you know, that's a, a really good Stone of Rock uh, label. Great label. Great label. Yeah. More than I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love it. In Restless Spirit, their first record Lord of the really New Depression. Good. That's a great record. I, it's, I, I interviewed uh, Paul, who's the you know the singer guitarist, um, and he, man, he he was saying he can't even listen to that record because I guess maybe the way his headspace was in on that record, and he just hmm. there's certain things about it. he 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 doesn't listen to it. I'm like, well, dude, man, that's that's an awesome record. I mean, this is just a really, really up for since I heard him the first album, and, and that second album really though kicked it in for me. Yeah, you know, oh, okay, yeah, all right. And uh, yeah, I've even had conversations with uh, one of the guys before. I mean, about coming out here sometime. That I think that'd be super cool. Uh, be awesome. I think they're really, I call them stoner metal. Yes, and I think mm. that them and Wolf Tooth would be an unbelievable matchup. Just okay. what a kick-ass stoner metal matchup. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Wolf Tooth literally does nothing but you know regional shows, and maybe they've gone up to New York for a show or two or something, and mm. that's it. You know, yeah. um, they really haven't done a lot of shows necessarily. 
Yeah. And Rest of Spirit, man, I've never heard of them going anywhere. So, you know, some of those bands, it's going to be about what do they want out of it. Um, yeah. Because Rest of Spirit does travel. Computers, bands have to look at it from an experiential standpoint as well, because money mm. is not that present uh, mm. until America starts supporting small shows more. I mean, that's exactly. the bottom line. If more mm. people know about the music and more people are supported by going out and buying, then things go up. Until then, you know, these bands are going to head to Europe if they can. No, no you're right. You, added yeah. Queens over there for the third or fourth time, you know? Yeah. Uh, no. Sasquatch going back over there again, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's what you do. Neville, yes. yeah. El no. Perro. El well, Perro. Well, Parker made sure to get his shit together <laughs> enough mm. to make sure he got a band together to go to Europe. I mean, mm. he even told me on the phone, he's like, I can't, I, I can't fuck this up and I can't not go to Europe, you know? Mm. And uh, he put together, El Perro's got one hell of a band put together too. Yeah. He got Mucho from Great Electric Quest on drums. And, mm -hmm. uh, one of the guys yeah. in Prison Circus. Uh, yeah, anyways, back to yeah. Rest of Spirit. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, where, where, they where in New York are they from? There, man. They're, they're from Long Island. They're a Long Island band, um, and they do travel. You know, they they've toured. They usually go down to like around North Carolina. They okay. do that. They do that circuit down there. That, yeah. you know, down the, the Atlantic coast. So they do. Uh, they have connections there. That's a great scene. You know, obviously there they have in North Carolina too, and okay. so um, so they do. I mean, obviously, like I said, yeah, it would be great to see bands like that travel out west. You know, like say they head up to Vegas. You know, and it's tough. It really is. I mean, they you know it's. It's it is just so tough for these bands to travel. So I, I you know another reason why we we try to see them when they do come because you know support them and of course you don't know when you're going to see them again if ever. So yeah, uh, but yeah, Rest of Spirit, one of those great new bands. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and play the video here. This is Judgment in Exile. What's interesting too about this is it's only a portion of the song. The song's about eight minutes long, but the video is about a little under three minutes. Um, there are a band that they do have a, you know, they have a progressive element too to them. So. Their songs are a little bit longer, um, and um, so I think, you know, just to give a good, I think it was smart by Magnetic Eye to put out a cool, maybe, you know, just two and a half to three minute video just to get people Editor, a good taste yeah. of it. Radio know. edit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the new way of radio editing, exactly. But yeah, okay, so we'll go ahead. We're going to play Judgment in Exile. This is Wrestle Spirit off their stellar album, Blood of the Old Gods, right here on the Heavy Galaxy Show.
All right, we're back. And you just heard, this is another great band out of New York, Blackwater Rising. Jokes mm -hmm. on you. Man, this this is a kick-ass band. That song especially is, is fantastic. A band that's been around for a little while. Obviously, the first record came out in 2010. Um, and they've got, like I said, three records out. They put out some singles over the last few years. Um, but this is one I know, um, obviously, I know you're a big fan. You said on this band played out in Vegas, correct? They actually made the... the uh, actually, a long time ago, I saw them in Vegas, um, like 13, yeah, probably 2013, 2013 or 12, with, oh, God, I always forget the name of this band. It had Dewey Bragg as the singer, and then Rex Brown. Oh, yeah, uh, on Kill Devil Hill. Yeah, and so I saw them in this venue that's no longer there that was right on Fremont Street. And with like probably 40 people, <laughs> maybe the most. And mm -hmm. so I actually got to meet them a little bit during that show. But, you know, they got really popular. Jose Mangan kind of backed them back mm -hmm. when he used to listen to decent rock and roll music. And Octane Radio, you know, they played them. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's how I found out about Blackwater Rising. And it, they... You know, just got good riff rocking stuff. Rob Trainer, who's the main guy, he's the singer, mm -hmm. writer, and uh, one of the guitarists, main guitarists, um, has been around the scene. I mean, this is a yeah. Brooklyn guy. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, sent a message over with a Kenny Hickey interview mm -hmm. to, <laughs> to oh, yeah. cool. I just sent it over on Instagram. And I got a message back. I think I sent it to you, you where they break it down. that Like Rob was in a band with Kenny Hickey and Johnny Kelly. Yeah. I'm typo, and yeah. That was Blackwater yeah. Rising originally. And then it broke up and he just kept the name. Very cool. Yeah. He was also in the band Dust. To, I, I remember just telling you, I, like his name was familiar. I thought he was in another band. And he was. Said there was a Brooklyn band back in the early 2000s called Dust to Dust. They were like a new metal type of sound. They were on uh -huh. uh, Sanctuary Records, uh, but they did. There was a minute there where that, that record I remember was getting some some uh, notoriety and so forth. And uh, yeah, so he's been. He said he's been on the scene, the New York scene, for a long time. Um, also in that band, the bassist Odie McLaughlin. He's in a great '90s like groove metal grunge band called Damn Your Eyes. It's a, another yeah. great local band in New York. Yeah, lefty so. bassist. Yeah. 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 Yeah, super cool cats. Um, they played two uh, Vegas Rock Revolution shows. So, oh nice! They actually set up a great show at Vamped. I forgot who we had. Uh, Arthur C's band House of Broken Promises. With oh, I love that band. And, yeah. and me, Arthur, and Rob, and Mike, the 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 drummer for uh, Blackwater Rising. And I think his wife is with us. And we all ended up at, down at, uh, at, at, at a pizza place in Fremont Street. Okay. And smoking and drinking and having a good time. Rob is a super cool guy. Mike as well. All of them. Great guys. And uh, yeah. And then they came back and played Planet Desert Rock oh, nice. uh, as well. Part two. And so big fan of those guys. Love to get them back to Vegas at some point in time. And uh, Vegas people know who they are. Because Vegas, I call this an octane city. Yeah, people are very dialed in Octane Radio on mm. Sirius XM, and mm. so that's kind of you know been a, a, more focused than FM at times, even for a mm. lot of these folks. And mm. they know Blackwater Rising because of that, so it, it's awesome. always cool to have them in town. Yeah. Well, 
And I think and, Jose and the new stuff is good. I think this song is great. Oh, that song's great. They're, yeah. they're sprinkling new singles along. <laughs> you know, I think it's four yeah. singles in a couple of years or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, times are tough. It's COVID era, but yeah. Uh, and and they got full time jobs and everything else, you know. Sure, but now that's a, it's a solid band. It's funny you said Jose Mangan. You know, I think that's probably obviously when Jose was still living back east. He was good like that. He would he would pump some some you know local bands that he would see at clubs and so forth in New York and New Jersey areas. So um he later know. on pumped King. Yes, uh, out of LA, yeah. With mm-hmm. LA. And yeah. uh he loved like the whole uh yep. he does a lot of stuff with Latino artists. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. And King was awesome. They yeah, actually yeah. played Planet as Rock as well, and they played, gosh, two or three of my shows before. I, I'm a, that's another band I found out of Octane back when they used to play decent shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, they're just a band that's just, you know, one of the guys left now and Pepe lives in Texas and Eddie lives in Yeah, LA, it's too bad, so. man. That was a great band. I mean, oh, man. There. They were a good band. I saw them live, yeah, when they opened for Clutch uh, about 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Were, yeah. I went on that tour. I saw that tour. I don't oh, hell yeah. Tour. Yeah, with Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it, it, if you we if we look back just you know seven ten years, some of the lineups we got to see uh, and yeah. what they matured into it's pretty amazing. I mean, I saw Rival Sons at Vinyl, which is the, the you know smaller venue. Sure, I saw Graveyard there too. Nice, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, fucking see, insane. see, and that what we're saying, right? You go to local shows, go to the smaller venues. These are memories you're gonna remember. Bands like you said, Rival Sons. Look how big they are now. You saw them yeah. in a small spot. You see, that's yeah, another, right yeah. there. People go to yeah, one of these local yeah, shows. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Um, mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I mean, hell, Melvin's will be playing in front of Melvin's will be playing in front of. <laughs> I, I don't even know how many thousand are gonna be at this thing uh, across the street. Yeah, but I saw them with 170. Um, Sometime sure. in the last year. I mean, they played, yeah. you know, a bar downtown called Backstage that, mm. you know, people got to par- pay for parking and all those. Other it was like mm. a Monday night. But, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty it, – it's cool to see Buzz's hair right there in front of you. Right there in front of you, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah wearing a, a fucking yeah. weird robe. Or yeah, I mean, I'll say no. <laughs> it's yeah, I, don't, I mean, I know, you know, it's just – I love it. In some from reason, but uh, I, I I find him fascinating. That's a guy I'd, I would love to have on the show. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's just out there, and uh, that's cool. So, yeah, he's yeah, cool, man. man. New York, yeah. that that scene is just you know chock full of stuff and golden uh, golden grass, uh, which is on the psychedelic side. Again. Sure, mm-hmm. they just uh, put out an album or just about to come out on heavy mm-hmm. psych, and that's that's the best one I've heard from them. I don't know yeah. what it is, uh, but it clicks more for me than the previous stuff. Nice. Yeah. Another great, uh, very good Long Island band, Stoner Rock band, Indus Valley Kings. I'm not sure if you heard of them. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Another very good band. Yeah. Yeah. They got, they got, I just refined them. And this, this band's, you know, not, not just obviously New York and New Jersey, it's everywhere. I mean, it's such a great, I, I, everywhere I turn, like you said, Indiana, we got all those we could talk about. Even Oklahoma, we would talk about Rainbows are Free. There are just bands everywhere. It's just that, you know, the good thing is that's the greatest thing about, you know, I think today, living in today's time with the internet is it's easy to find these things where in the past it would just be, you know, you'd have to move to a specific city or, or location if you wanted to get your music heard. You couldn't just do it like you can now where you can do it anywhere, you know, across the world, which yeah. is great. 
So it's one of the best things that I think we see right now. But anyway, all right, man. So we're getting ready to wrap it up here. Um, we still got one more song to play. Uh, it's going to be from Northern New York Band. We're going to keep it with the region, but it's a little bit <coughs> different. Obviously, I, and this is what we like to do. We like to sort of end the show like we did in the last one with Villagers of Ionina City. Uh, we want to end it with something a little more either psychedelic or a little bit different. Um, so we're going to go into this band. Uh, the, and this band, like, it's funny you said it when you when you brought it up. I was like, I've been seeing just, I've been seeing them all over the place the last like couple of weeks. Uh, the band's called Spotlights. Uh, Sunset wow. Burial is the name of the track. They, it's a post metal band. Got that Deftones vibe. They've actually opened for Deftones, um, like a Fate Them or Deftones y sort of that vibe in the '90s. That post metal, you know, it's got some heavy guitar, but mostly sort of ambiotic and just. But it does have a, a certain. It's got some meat. At yeah. Oh, point yeah. With that guitar, that Absolutely. really, um, I thought helped separate things out. I I like the the ambient kind of calmness, kind of production mm -hmm. of that stuff. Uh, you know, I like Catania or Catatonia and bands like that mm -hmm. as well. You know, it, it, in this band, um, I've been meaning to do it, and so one day my buddy John, um said, hey, what do you know about Spotlights? I go, I know I'm supposed to listen to them. <laughs> so do it right now. And, nice. he, you know, he, he did it at the same time. And, and I'm like this, you know, two songs in, I'm like, this is cool. And yeah. uh, matter of fact, they're on tour right now with Mr. Bungle and Melvin's. And they might be playing here like Sunday or something crazy. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, both Which, now that I know they're playing, I can almost bear <laughs> there through Mr. Bungle to see the other two. So, there mm -hmm. yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, I want to see spotlights. And it, it's a female and male. Yes. And then, of course, they've added other, other parts Third. to it. But mm -hmm. they're, a, they're, I mean, it's still, for me, it's underneath this heavy rock umbrella because. Absolutely. It, it's yep. a land of misfit rock bands. You know, it, it's, yep. it's got a little everything in there. And it, it's original. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. It's we cool. think it's New York. Could yeah. be Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, it's interesting. We I know we were saying that, but it's, it, <laughs> it, it, it looks like it's New York, I believe. Another great uh, upstate New York band that's the same set of sounds, band Guts. I think we talked about them. I interviewed those guys a couple of, about two, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Uh, same thing, this post-metal. So this, 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 once again, I'm with you. I like this kind of stuff. It's under the heavy rock umbrella. Um, and it fits, you know, just into that sort of 90s. It has like a 90s, you know, like I said, Deftonesy, you know, feel to me is, is what yeah. I get out of this. And um, so, yeah, well, let's go ahead. Let's check it out. Spotlight, Sunset Burial. Thanks, everybody, once again, for listening to Heavy Galaxy Show. And we'll see you guys next time.